All right, everyone. Now we're tuning in to the recast. Uh, this being actually the first um, actual debut of the recast, right? Um, now, so everyone understands, you know, uh, our this podcast is here to basically speak about uh, Mary Marie Norris or formerly known as Marie Norris and her promising musical journey um, and deconstructing, you know, each moment day by day. Um, that she is going into the music industry. All right, so we have Marie on, uh, tuned in right now. Hey, Marie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Marie. Nice to meet all of you. Uh, we're going to have a good time, so I hope you stay tuned in. All right. Um, so basically how this works is we're going to dig down into what it is you're doing right now where you're coming from and where you're trying to go um so like what what basically got you started with the music it's the only thing i've ever known in life so it was very natural for me to kind of chase after music okay now um did anyone or did anything uh push you in that direction yes uh, now that you mention it, um, whenever I was a little girl, I remember the very first person that I saw on television was Barbara Mandrell, and it was her television show, Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters, um, and I desperately wanted to be exactly like her. Okay. Um, now, what about Barbara Mandrell, you know, what exactly, you know, pushed you on to, you know, actually looking at her, idolizing her, her music career? I think that she probably was the cleanest artist of the decade, of the 80s, the 70s, um, and even the 90s. I mean, she just was the cleanest artist that I saw and she believed in God and she let that be known. She didn't let anyone deter her from her beliefs and she fought for what she believed in. Um, and whether or not they wanted it, she still gave it. And I really, really, really loved that about her. And she helped me through a lot of very rough times in my life from the beginning to now. And she still is my therapist. Okay. Through her songs and through her interviews. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So on to your music now. You know, what is there a particular creative process that you take when developing your music? I don't know that I would actually call it a process at all. I just do it. I can't explain the rhythm or the rhyme for it, but it just comes naturally. So I start the process and it just pours out. It's like, a, it's a creative mix and it pours out like the rain. Once I get started, I can't stop it. So I'll write 10, 15 songs at the time before I stop. So Basically, that's a little look into the creativity that is Marie, I guess you could call it. Okay. 
Now, so far, out of the music that we've heard um, for the singles you've been dropping basically, you know, every two, three months so far, which have all seemed like they're really picking up, you know, traction um, amongst your audience, which one, you know, would you say is your most favorite? My most favorite is probably Breathless because I feel that Breathless was like the first song that I ever wrote. I mean, it definitely was one of the first, if not the first song I wrote because I wanted to write the perfect love song. And I think we came really close with that one to writing the perfect love song. Uh, And... Second favorite would be the new single Heart Act to Follow, but for a different reason, because it's very special to me, because I wrote it about my hero. So. Gotcha. Okay, so, you know, also, you know, you have a lot going on. Also, the the podcast that we're currently on, um, which I'm hosting you now, but it's, you know, your podcast. Um you have a lot going on as far as in the business arena period, you know, so what do you foresee next? Well, we've been hearing some things, uh, as you would know about true sound records and it actually establishing a location in Nashville and reaching out to other upcoming artists and independent artists, you know, is there anything that you can touch base with on that? Yes. I mean, that is something that I've always dreamed of doing because I know how difficult it is to be an independent artist and to have to try and do it all on your own. So yes, by all means, whenever God blesses me, I'm going to bless others as well. So yes, that is definitely going to be something that happens in the future. We're going to get a building in Nashville and we're going to house it and start developing artists and offering new artists record deals in the future. I don't know how near in the future, but we're gonna we're gonna shoot for a little over a year. Awesome. To get all of this going. Now, um trying to I guess wrap my mind around everything that you have going on. Um I guess let's go further into your camp, I guess. Um so who are some of you know your most favorite composers and musicians uh, or, or bands that you've worked with while producing this music? Well, um, composers, I guess that would be and, songwriters. And also producers. Like, you know, what is your, who's your camp? Okay, so I have several favorite writers that I write with. Um, I have three of them to be more specific that are constant writing partners, uh, which is Bill DeLuigi, which he goes by William Dominic DeLuigi on his um, SEAC and Lucky, oh gosh, it escapes me at the moment, but it's Lucky Sky, I think, is the production company or whatever that he works for. Um, and then there's Corey Lee Parker, which is like another one of my favorite co-writers. And then also Joe Sims. I absolutely love writing with those two 
other guys, we just click. There's like a, a bond there, an attachment. Uh, we get along well together. And it's like creative genius just comes out whenever we're in the room together. Uh, and we have written together on many occasions now, and we've gotten used to each other. As far as producer goes, Pat Holt is my go-to guy. He's my lock. He is one that's taught me a lot about the business from the inside out. Um, I can't say enough positively about Pat because he has a great ear and... Well, he makes me sound good. I mean, you hear the product. The product is great. Yeah, it is. It um, is. But he is a wonderful producer, and I will never set my sights to anyone else. He will always be my first choice for any production work that I need done. Awesome. As far as music goes, for sure. Now, as far as your, your current audience, you know, um, is there a particular audience you're trying to reach with your music or are you trying to catch all? I want anyone to listen to my music that would like to listen to my music because of the sheer fact that I don't consider myself just one type of music. I believe in the words of Barbara Mandrell that there's two kinds of music good and bad. I stick with the good and get rid of the bad. It's exactly what Barbara said, so uh, I like to stick with her theory on that one. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't like labels, and I don't label myself as anything more than just an artist. I'm a creative artist that creates music that <coughs> the mood is set for like if my mood is for this type of music i'm going to create that today if my mood is for that type of music i'm going to create that okay it's not always country it's not always rock it's not always pop you know it could be anything i could create anything now i see no limits from an independent artist you know point of view you know you you basically took the note and you push the papers and you make sure everything happens or would, or would you be interested like are you interested in the future taking a label a, a record deal or a label deal of some sort or are you just going to you know grab the bull by the horns and kind of just make it happen now i thought that through um no i don't want a major record label i've thought about that because i never ever want to give up control of my music or my masters. I want to always have my masters so that no one can ever take them from me and that they're always mine. And that I can do with as I see fit my own masters and my music. So also um, on the other side, yes, I would love to have a management deal. Like, yes, that would be uh, something that I would welcome in because I could use that. A management deal, yes. Major record label, no. I would like to stick to doing it myself. You know, I'm not saying that I won't invite investors in eventually. I mean, but right now, there's no need for a bunch of investors. Right, okay. So, with the current climate, you know, 
across the globe, you know, with the whole pandemic and uh, going on, um, it seems like a lot of artists are kind of coming out, you know, the woodworks and it's like a great opportunity. Just want to kind of get your point of view on that as well. Like, how do you see the current climate in the music industry, you know, the whole digital uh, rise with artists and their music and their, their creations? Um, just want to kind of get your two cents on that. Well, I can give you a penny change. Um, I definitely see it as a plus for new artists, but the more established artists are having to resort to putting out a whole lot of new music due to this, um, I guess it's a world catastrophe that's happening with COVID, you know, because it's everywhere. Um, but for us as a new artist, it's giving our music a chance to be heard. So that's a plus and a positive for us during this pandemic. Um, and I do appreciate that, but I wish it wasn't happening during such a ordeal. Um, and as far as anything else, I'll keep my opinions to myself on that. I do apologize for that, but uh, I just like to keep my opinions to myself on matters like that. Okay, so what about, um, you know, know you're headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, what is your future plans as far as Nashville goes? Because we know Nashville's really tied into the music industry. Um, any events or venues coming up uh, that you can speak on? We are looking into it, but as of yet, we do not have a, de a date set. Excuse me. A little tongue twisted there. Okay. But, but uh, the audience will definitely be the first to know as soon as we get a live show date okay. set. Okay. So, and also, you know, with the recast now uh, airing, you know, is there going to be a particular schedule for, you know, as far as your streams or are you just going to go as whatever you seem is, is fit? I would like to do it as often as possible, but for right now, uh, it's probably going to be a weekly thing. And maybe, you know, when I have the extra time, I will throw in an extra episode here and there during the week. But as for right now, I think we're going to keep it a weekly podcast. And it may vary on days, just depending on when I have the time to put it together. Yeah. But it will be up on the website and on the Facebook music page whenever we are planning to do one. We will give you at least a day's notice or two. All right, awesome. Now, is there any... Uh, releases that are coming up in the next few months that you can uh, kind of elaborate on? Well, I'm not going to say too much, but uh, around the first of the year, a little after, there's going to be a really big release. And it's going to be bigger than anything we've ever seen so far. So be looking forward to that. Because uh, 
You might not want to mix your perfume and diesel. Okay. Just to give you a little hint. Okay. All right. Um, so is there anything else that, you know, you can tell us about as far as where you're coming from, how you grew up, where, where, where are you from? Uh, just give us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I knew that was coming. Uh, okay, so I was born Mary Marie Norris, August 14, 1981. So, yes, I just turned the dreadful 40, which is not so bad, by the way. Don't believe the hype. You're only as old as you feel. And then um, I was born in Thomasville, Georgia, down by the Florida line, about 30 minutes away from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, grew up down there for a while and then moved a little further up in Georgia, closer to Atlanta. Uh, stayed there for until I was in my early 30s, 32. I think was when I moved. I was 32, and uh, basically, you know, to keep it short, um, I was raised uh, musically inclined, um, and I, that was the only thing that I had to keep me going whenever I was a youngster, so... It was the only positive influence, and that's what I like to say. You know, Barbara Mandrell was the only positive influence in my life around the time. You know, from the time I was a little kid all the way up. And, you know, basically, she was the mom that I wished that I had had. Not to go any further into that, but she was the mom that I wished that I had always had. And, yeah, I still feel that way to this day. Because I just missed out on so much being in the situation that I was in. And, you know, in later weeks, you'll find out more and more and more about that as we delve more into the person that is Marie. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I live now outside of Nashville. So. Now, do you have any other future business plans for Nashville while, while you're here in Nashville? Sure. I mean, there's no limit to the things that, that you know, that I want to do musically, for sure. I mean, because even when I'm not able to perform live anymore, I'm still going to be writing my butt off because I enjoy it. So I'm going to be writing and helping other artists get started in the industry. That's, that's my dream and the long-term goal is to give back. You know, after I've received mine, I'm going to give back to other young artists that are starting out. And I know it's much harder when you're younger because I was that young person at one time that was looking to start a career in Nashville and, you know, kind of gave up the idea of it whenever I was a youngster because there were other things that needed to be taken care of that to other people in my life was much more important, which that would never hold a bearing now. I mean, I don't let anyone tell me or ask me to do things that I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So, 
I would like to ask you to elaborate further on that. Um, but as I understand that you're you're really on a kind of like a time schedule right now. Uh, so we kind of want to get the best from you. Um, is there anything else that you know you can tell us as far as your comfortability in the music industry and what experiences have you gained so far? Well, quite frankly, um, I'm just starting. I mean, as a kid, I did, you know, uh, I performed, I sang in church, uh, I started gospel music, um, I even sang with a gospel group for a little while whenever I was a kid that was, uh, that they went to the same church that we went to whenever I was little. So they used to let me, you know, go with them and sing at the different places they sang at and stuff like that. So I did get kind of, I got bit by the stage bug whenever I was little, but it just didn't take off. And like I said, life happened and there was other things that was more important at the time to take care of rather than try and chase a dream. So, um, but now I'm chasing it to the fullest and uh, doing everything I can to make it a reality. And hopefully, you know, it keeps getting stronger and stronger. Um, and my only wish is that I can be as positive an influence in someone else's life, especially that youngster that I was when I saw Barbara Mandrell. She saved my life. She doesn't know that, but she saved my life. To have never even met me, she saved my life because I don't know where I'd be without her. I've said oftentimes, there would not have been a me had there not been a Barbara Mandrell. Because there's some power in them little pipes that she's got. To be such a little woman, she is a dynamite wonder woman. Now, is, is there anything, you know, before we close this out, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans, um, anything that you would like for them to take away from this introductory? If they take anything, they just need to know that I love the music that I put out. And I do sincerely appreciate and thank every single one of them for any support and love that they show me. That is sincere from the bottom of my heart. I know you don't hear artists say that, but they should because they should appreciate what the people do for them because you're where we get our money to pay our bills. You put food on our table whenever we're, you know, uh, an artist. So I want them to know, especially how much that is appreciated. It doesn't go look, uh, it doesn't go looked on as a black to a blind eye. I truly do want to be a positive influence to each and every person out there. 
Okay. If I can be. Well, I believe this being the actual, you know, this is the first time I've actually hosted a podcast. Um, I am appreciate, you know, the opportunity to be even involved um, with your camp, you know, and if anyone doesn't know who I am, uh, I'm basically one of the first employees of True Sound Records, which is also owned by you. So, you know, we're doing a whole lot right now. There's also a lot of things I don't know about, uh, obviously, but this channel is going to be a great way for us to, you know, further reach out to our audience. And I believe this is going to be pretty awesome. So. Okay, so now do we talk about the new single before we close it out? Um, I mean, if you, if, if you would like to take, if you would like to take off with it, I mean, go for it. Okay. I just want to say that we just had the new single released. It dropped yesterday. The, uh, Barbara Mail, the Barbara Mandrell tribute single called Hard Act to Follow. I would love it if you take a listen and let me know what you think about it. And I believe that's. You're on all major platforms, right? Yes. Yes, we are on all major platforms. All right. Just let me know what you think of it because that song is very special to me because it plays it pays homage to my favorite. I love that lady so much. I just wanted everybody to know that. She's like number one to me in everything. So I would like to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we definitely have future episodes coming. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. And I guess we'll be back with from the recast. Thank you. Thank you and have a nice night.